a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about tidying up your marriage. And with me, Dr. Liz Hale. She is a marriage and family therapist. And Dr. Liz, there are so many things in my life when I think about it, just so much uh, clutter. (laughs) So this is such a great topic. And it's a topic that a lot of people are starting to become more Mm -hmm. familiar with. Uh, Give us an idea of what we're talking about here. Well, you know, who really put um, this on the map was Marie Kondo. I don't know if you've heard about her, but this beautiful, petite Japanese woman who wrote this book, Tidying Up. And now she has a Netflix series, if you can believe it, Maria, where she goes in and she changes lives. She changes homes, changes families with her concept of tidying up, of simplifying life, getting rid of the clutter. Because I've always had that philosophy that cluttered closets, cluttered minds, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's true. always been that way in my life. So I've had some fun with this myself. I won't tell you how many Ikea bags I just took out of my master closet. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a little bit of a secret. Sold some clothes, and I have some set aside for a good friend of mine in California when I see her this summer. But what you choose to own is really how you choose to live your life. You know, now I think when I go shopping, I'm a little more selective. You know, I look at something and I think, do I really want to schlep this around, care for it, clean it, (laughs) take care of it? Do I really want to? So I think we become very particular how we spend our money and how we surround ourselves with the things that we bring into our homes. I often hear, you know, in marital therapy that housework, organization, complaint, I bet that's one of the top five complaints from couples. Seriously? Oh, yeah. It's a, re- it's a really big deal. We become slaves instead of masters to our surroundings. So, you know, even environmental psychology has determined that physical space affects us. Mm-hmm. It affects our moods and our attitudes, our relationships. Stuff really can become a wedge between you and me. So how do we go about this? How do we go about tidying up our marriage? You've got some tips for us. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and use... Um, Uh, The KonMari method, okay? It's this woman's method, and I'm going to apply it to to marriage because decluttering really promotes a sense of control in a world that so often feels uncertain, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, So this works within the walls of your home as well as within the walls of your marriage. And the first one is to visualize. So she talks about being really clear what your goal is for your home, for your marriage. You know, we hear that seeing is believing, but I also think that believing is seeing, What changes do you want to make in your home? What changes do you want to make in your marriage? Work together. What kind of interactions do you want to have? Maybe you want to play together. Um, What what do you visualize and share that with each other? You know, where have we been and where are we going? What would you like for this coming year? We're halfway through 2019. How would you like the rest of the year to be in marriage? 
the the other uh, bullet point is to choose one category at a time. You know, we can be so overwhelmed by all the things that need tidying up within our, our home, within our marriage, but address one category at a time. So maybe pick the biggest one. Uh, pick the biggest one, the hotbed. I, th- I think you're right. I'm, I'm working with a couple right now, Maria, and they came in to marital therapy with divorce papers in hand. I suppose I was a last-ditch effort. They each had hired attorneys, and there had been some really difficult things going on in that um, in those divorce proceedings, especially with the in-laws. In-laws became very involved. One, because there was a protection order. So the police came to escort the husband out. Wow. Letters were written from the in-laws <clears throat> excuse me, against the uh, sister-in-law. <clears throat> those are really painful things to recover from, you know, to see negative things written about you that were amplified and to be able to forgive that and to repair. So we talk about in-laws primarily in our intensive segments that are three hours, sometimes four hours in duration. We are not getting past that one category. We can't get to other parts of the marriage until we figure out what we're going to do with our families of origin and how they interact with our marriage or how they don't. So it's a big one. one. Okay. One category <laughs> One at category. A time. Yep. All right. And then next, next she talks about sparking joy, this cute little Marie Kondo. So you, you take each item in your closet, for instance, and you hold it. And you say, does this spark joy? You know, you look in the mirror. Do I would suggest that we look in the mirror and we say, do I spark joy? Am I sparking joy in my own marriage or my own relationship? Nothing sparks more joy than causing joy in someone else. Have you noticed that? Oh, so that is so true. Especially our partner. And nothing sparks more sadness than knowing that I sparked sadness in my husband as well. You know, just it makes me feel bad when I'm not my best self with him. So... Another idea is to discard the negative emotion and you keep the positive. Her her ideas of tidying start with discarding, right? You get rid of the stuff that doesn't spark joy, doesn't bring you happiness, you have no longer a need for. It's not about sweeping things under the carpet in marriage. It's not about storing them in bigger and better bins, right? <laughs> you want to get rid of the negative emotion, let it go, deal with it, forgive, and move on, not schlepping it around. Right? Which isn't always easy to do, right? Because we think, I never want to forget what it's like to be betrayed like that. So I don't ever want to forget what it was like to be hurt in my marriage, to have my husband step step out, either that or have an emotional connection or hide money, whatever it might be. But before you discard something in the tidying up way, what Marie Kondo has you do is you thank it for its service. Same thing in marriage. Nothing is ever wasted. No negative, horrendous event has to be wasted. We grow together. We are in this for sickness and in health. Sometimes we lose our minds as as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. And as partners, we really need to be there for each other, forgive each other, rebuild as best we can, and move forward. Most situations you and I have gone through, I think we'd go through all over again if it got us to where we we got, if you will. That's true. You know, very few things are ever wasted. Everything teaches us, especially if we're up for being taught. One of our last categories is um, is just to is to not quit. Don't panic. Things can get overwhelming. Just like tidying up, I think marriage or even marriage counseling sometimes looks worse before it gets better. You know, couples come in, Maria, and it's 
it's it's not an easy it's not an easy time those three hours together. Um, it's painful. It's painful to talk openly. It's painful to be honest. It's painful to hear the truth. I mentioned that she piles up every single item of clothing on the bed, right? Or someplace for you to look at. So you, you look at this ginormous mound of stuff from your closet just so you can see what you're hanging on to. I like that same metaphor of marriage. Make a list of all the things you're hanging on to that you're not willing to let go because of fear, right? You think somehow it's going to protect you if you never forget. It doesn't protect us. Keep sorting through that list. Keep going. There's going to be a finite number of issues. It will be worth sorting through all the details, I I promise you. The more effort you put into your marriage, the greater the progress you'll make and the closer you'll get to a home full of joy. But the bottom line, she says, make a place for everything. And my thing I'd add to that is Mm -hmm. make marriage top place. Definitely the most important thing. Indeed it is. And, you know, working through these things really does improve the marriage and help it grow stronger. And you're right. As long as we learn from those things, they each have their place. You know, I I work a lot with betrayal and infidelity in my practice. For some reason, it's just become that way over these last 28 years. And I find that couples are, are closer after they get through that process, not in spite of the betrayal, but because of it. I'm not recommending it to improve marriage, but when they work through those difficult scenarios that got us to where we we went, they are much closer and healthier and happier. And it seems like, too, when we know someone, when we really know them, um, that's that's what connection's all about. So, for instance, if somebody has a secret and their partner says to them, let's call them Jack and Jill. So Jack says to Jill, Jill, I, you know, I really love you. And Jill to herself is thinking, yeah, but if you really knew me, if you really knew that secret I had, you know, some of those behaviors I did that I've kept from you, you really wouldn't be that crazy about me. You might deem me broken and unlovable. So she, she creates this wall between mm-hmm. she and Jack, if you will. But if Jack were to know everything about Jill, warts, weaknesses, and everything, when Jack says, Jill, I love you, Jill's going to go, yeah, and I'm a lucky woman. You know me best, and you choose to love me anyway. There's nothing better than that, to be known and to be loved. Dr. Liz, thank you so much. My pleasure.